Hello and welcome to another episode of the Three and D's podcast. We're back on a Wednesday morning or afternoon, depending on where you're at. Or it could be a Thursday morning if you're in Australia. Um, but either way, we're back. And boy, oh boy, we, we're gone for a week. And the NBA decides to to act like this, like New York City because they never they never sleep. This league, <laughs> um, you know, a I lot see. has happened in the past week. But first, want to check in with my boys, Mari. Matt, fellas, happy Wednesday, happy hump day, uh, happy close to all-star announcement day. How's everyone doing? Never been better. <laughs> doing really good. Uh, kind of tired, but we're out here. What time is it over there, Matt? Yeah, 7.30? What is it? It's 6.37 in the morning. Ouchie. Yeah. And what's the time zone called? Like, this might be a stupid question, but what, what time zone are you in right now? The official name. Uh, I don't know what it is fully out to be honest, but it's A E D T. Okay, well that's just a lot of letters. So we're yeah. recording here live Thursday morning A E D T time. What is? Let me look. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Daylight thing. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, where yeah. our biggest viewership comes from. Well, welcome. Yeah. Happy to have you. Yeah, having a big pull over here. Yeah, if if you guys were ever concerned about the commitment of this trio, just look at Matt waking up at six thirty in the morning, um, just to just to get the recording in. Uh, we make it work here in the Three and D's pod. Yeah, anything for the pod. Anything for the pod. Well, we've got a great show. A lot of news to talk about. Um, we've we've recently had a coach firing, Adrian Griffin, former Raptor assistant, finally gets his big break. Forty games in, gets let go. We had a trade. Terry Rozier from the Hornets goes to the Heat. And boy, oh boy, did we have some big performances this past week. Embiid dropping a 70 bomb a few days ago, uh, only to be... Imagine being Carl Anthony Towns, dropping 62 points. He had like 40-something at half. And then getting benched late in the game and also being one-upped by Embiid, um, you know, not even the highest scorer in the league that night. Um, but dropping a, a franchise, I think it was a franchise record for the for the Timberwolves. So a lot to get to. Um, where do we want to start? We got to we got to talk this out. Um, Mari, where do you want to go? I want to talk. I want to talk Adrian Griffin, just because. Uh, obviously, it's it's a it's a interesting firing considering the Bucks' position in the league right now. I believe they have the second best record in the league, but obviously, there's been some turmoil within players and that relationship he signed a four-year deal this summer and four months into the season now he's just whacked which is funny now because i believe the bucks are still paying for mike budenholzer's salary from firing him last year so with now the hiring of doc rivers they are they have three coaches on payroll which is kind of uh we're getting close to king's numbers with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's enough justin actually we, we sorry, don't need to sorry. talk about that sorry sorry um maybe some of the worst uh maybe the worst coaching position in the league other than the detroit pistons who are maybe actually no, that's definitely the worst coaching position in the league but three yeah. head coaches on payroll is pretty brutal and then to to get um doc Rivers, who you know we're, we're famed doc rivers haters on this podcast as far as coaching goes but I, i'm kind of sad because I think just a couple of months ago, he was just talking about how 
you know, he's he's not really looking at getting back into coaching. He's enjoying his time as a media personality, and he was doing a good job of it. Like I enjoyed all of his stints on uh, the Bill Simmons podcast. I thought he was giving some good gossip and tea over there. So it's kind of sad that we lose Doc in that end, but it's also kind of funny to see. I'd love to see Doc blow another three-one series lead this playoffs. I, I actually can't wait for it. Yeah, I mean, I think for me the biggest thing is I yeah I just don't love Doc as a coach. Yeah. I think he's very overrated and. I don't know, Giannis, easy start at Route 4. Dame, you kind of want him to get his title now. Like, I think most people would root for him and would be totally content if the Bucks were to win this year. And now with Doc as a coach, it's just like, uh, I don't I don't love that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't love him. Um, but I feel like, jumping off your point, Mario, like, I think he probably went back because of how well the Sixers are doing and how well Nick Nurse is looking. <laughs> I want to say just the competitive edge to him. Like, he was a former NBA player and pretty good at that. I wouldn't say star, but he was very good. Um, So, I don't know. I, I feel like that goes into it a little bit. I kind of like that. I kind of like the... I mean, this is back on your revenge bullshit, Matt, that, you're, yeah. that you've yeah. you've I sworn mean, off for the year. But are, are now back I on. still believe in it. It's just the whole betting behind it. So Yeah, Bucks, so no money behind Doc Rivers. Bucks are blacklisted now. Add that to the list. They're on All the right. out. That's um, an out. But yeah, Justin, what do you think? Well, there's a couple things. I mean, I think on the Doc side of things, I think everything he said leading up to this point was honest. I mean, I don't think anyone saw an opportunity like this coming midseason. Um, you know, this is, you know, this was not on the 2024 bingo card, I think, for Adrian Griffin or the Bucks. Um, so, and I and honestly, I'm, I'm thinking back to all of the teams he's coached, other than maybe some of the early kind of 2000s Boston teams. Like, is this the best team he'll he'll kind of walk into? Uh, maybe the best player he'll ever, he's coached thus far. Um, so I think honestly with the doc thing, it just seems like too good of an opportunity to not say yes to, um, you know, he has a real shot to win a title with this team. And, you know, obviously we've, we've shit on doc a little bit. Some of it's definitely earned in terms of his, you know, series blown and all that stuff. But I think this team gives him a chance to honestly like correct or improve his legacy as well. If he can get a ring with this group. Um, so I get it from doc side for sure. Um, but I think we need to break down the Adrian Griffin stuff a little bit more. So, I mean, we've talked about, um, some of Giannis's kind of antics or just weird, weird things he's been doing this year and kind of now we're doing our, our, you know, with 2020 vision and now that he's fired and can look back on some of the weirdness. I mean, literally from when the season, before the, the season even started, you know, his lead assistant quits or he gets fired, Terry Stotts. Um, so right there, kind of a red flag. Um, we see, you know, we talked about Giannis not being in the huddles during the games and getting information relayed through Thanasis. Apparently, Adrian Griffin, um, well, four games into the season, the the players basically had a protest about Adrian Griffin's defense and yeah. asked to switch it back to the old defense. Uh, apparently, there was reports that Adrian Griffin, um, after the play-in season loss to the Pacers, told his stars that they needed to sacrifice more and and was being quite tough on the the highest highest end players on their team. Um, you know, there was reports of of you know front office management 
like walk like watching the the practices the past few weeks because they they you know they lost trust in in Adrian um and yeah there's just like lots of reports about how he's lost the locker room and all that stuff so it's uh you know I think it makes sense it's unfortunate it's a very short leash um but you know championship windows don't stay open forever they made this big dame trade um if it's not working I think it makes sense even though it sucks financially for them to uh to cut the the cord there and bring someone else in if it's doc rivers who knows or, or i don't know if it's doc rivers is the, the answer to this uh problem um but he does seem like a player's coach or that's kind of the, the positive that everyone says about him um he really empowers his players and gives them a, a, a long leash i think to to empower them and, and kind of do the best they can um out there and and, and give them some freedom so i think honestly they'll they'll do better Um, I don't know if it solves their problems, though. And really, the biggest problem is, um, I mean, twofold. But the main one is the, the, on the defensive end. They are just dog shit on defense now. Yeah. And this is a, a half season trend uh, now. So it's 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 not a small sample size um, on the offensive end. They're doing fine, but uh, still not a lot of like Dame and Giannis pick and rolls. And a lot, there's still like some improvements to be made there as well um, in terms of how they play together. So. Um, yeah, I, those are my takes. I think um, I, I think it'll be better, but I don't know if this is going to kind of elevate them to match what the the Celtics and and at this point the Sixers can can do. So yeah, it's kind of a you're you're right, Justin. It's an easy job for him to step into, just because the personnel obviously and and yeah, like the glaring hole there is defensive schemes and how bad it's been. We 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 address this the moment the Dame trade broke loose that this is going to be an issue, especially at the point of attack, and for a team that helps so heavily and a team that that um kind of plays this big shell defense so heavily, that's going to be an issue for them. We'll see how he addresses it, just because the personnel might not be there to address it. Like it might just be like a player problem. Like Damian Lillard just doesn't. So I don't know. We'll see what schemes he he cooks up. Doc historically has been a good defensive coach. So, uh, and he's had, you know, as, as you mentioned, Kevin Garnett, the likes of Kevin Garnett, DeAndre Jordan, players like that who have played in his scheme. Having a weapon like Giannis should be fun for him to kind of play around with. Yeah, and look, Chris Middleton has played better. Um, Brooke Lopez is definitely not the same, the, the highest end version that he's been. Uh, he's he's getting older, you know, he's, what, he's born in 88, so that... Makes him like thirty six. You got it, buddy. You got it. Thirty six. <laughs> the numbers guy here, baby. Um, and really, this you know, you're paying Dame fifty plus million dollars for the next three four years, um, and you're basically out of picks. Um, so this is you know, you have to make this work. Um, and you know, if if you can't, there's not a lot of pivots uh, from here. So. The coaching move made sense in terms of the only real pivot they have. Um, maybe they can add, you know, a you know seventh or eighth man maybe to a uh, to this team. But but in terms of like the big fish, like they're they're done. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what what happens from here. Uh, but I do feel bad for Adrian. You know, ten year ten plus years as an assistant in the NBA. I'm sure his coaching career goes back way before then as well. Um, just to just to get fired after four months on your first big break. So hopefully he gets another chance one day. I think it just was tough for a rookie coach to come in and, and, uh, and lead this, this group to a, a championship. Um, 
Yeah. Nice. All right. So uh, should we move on to some of this scoring <laughs> that happened on <laughs> the anniversary of Kobe's 81, which is, I think, one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> 18 year anniversary. Um, who do you want to start on first? I think we got to go and beat, right? Yeah, let's go and beat. So did you guys watch that game or watch highlights for that game? Highlights, yeah. It's insane how easy that looked. Just everything was either below the hoop. He just set up, post up right below the hoop. Because Wemby, it was against the San Antonio Spurs, and Wemby's just, he's not that big yet. Let's let's be fair. He did play pretty well, to be fair to him, but he's not that big. So Wemby would just set up under the hoop, turn around, hit the sky hook, hit the layup, whatever it was. Or he'd get it on the key and just jab, step, jab, step. Or like at the free throw line, jab step, jab step, pull up mid range, and if it wasn't Wemby on him, it was like Jeremy Sokan. Um, again, it was Keldon Johnson for a little bit. They're kind of just going through. They had no one to defend him. Zach Collins. Zach Collins. Yeah, yeah, it just was really <laughs> not that good. It's just it was insane how easy it looked for him to do that. Like hats off to him. He's just so so good at. The game of basketball. And I think he only had like 22 free throws. I might need to get fact checked on that, but it was all just easy shots, high percentage shots. Like he shoots about 60% from mid range. He's really good in the key. It was just easy. And Spurs kept it close, so they kind of needed that scoring from him. No one else was producing that night. So hats off to him 70 points. And he sets the, the 76ers. franchise record which is yeah pretty fun he's got to be the most impressive scoring big man i've ever seen it, it's it's stunning i think ever of anyone to be yeah honest he's just so because good uh like the the level of skill that he has and like ignoring the fact that he's massive like what, seeing him on the tv you could just tell that he's just so much bigger than everyone else not just in height but in stature but the the skill that he has in the high and low post his ability to dribble the ball his ability to shoot it's it's insane i i I, lo I love watching him be just because of how he plays and the abilities that he has i am getting tired of the the calls that he gets sometimes though and you know as you're saying maybe only 20 of those were free throws 20 is still like an insane number like I, i'm yeah. sure he has the he has the ball for that amount of time you're bound to get 20 free throws but still like I'm just tired of the Embiid flopping stuff. I'm tired of the... This is me just being fucking cynical for a moment. I'm tired of the Embiid like fourth quarter meltdowns just because his motor isn't quite there. Um, I'd love to see him really show kind of prove the haters wrong. And I, I know he did that last year with the MVP, but let's see a, a postseason run for him. Hopefully this 70-point game kind of sparks a fire under his ass and says like, hey, like I'm one of the best players in the world. I think now he's actually leading the MVP odds. Um, over Jokic and Shea, which is interesting. Um, well, he was, he was, he has been for a few weeks now. I think has he? Unless it's flip flopped again. Yeah, I, I know he's been up there, but uh, I don't know I, I want to see more just because I, I, I enjoy watching him play so much. I want to see, I want to see the real fu Joel Embiid season. Yeah, I mean he's been amazing. Um, this game obviously is the tip of the tip of the cap. um to him the cherry on top of the the sunday um the spurs are a joke 
by the way, um, to, to let to, some, some of those defensive possessions, just absolutely a joke. Uh, that team, I don't know what's going on or why, why they're, they're in this position. Um, Pop hasn't done well. The front office has not been doing well, putting any type of talent around Victor. Um, but yeah, and beat eight. And what I'm most impressed with, and again, I kind of, I've, as previous, I've seen him at his previous peak, which, which was probably, you know, in, in the playoffs, you know, I guess when the Raptors were making their run, you know, he was pretty dominant. Um, but I've seen, what I've seen since then is, you used to be able to give him a little bit of space. And, and if he took a 20 foot jump shot or a three or whatever, you were kind of happy and satisfied with that. Um, now any jump shot, man, it just feels like it's going in every single time. Um, you know, his shooting and his shooting splits back it up. You know, he's averaging, averaging. They're over 36 points a game, uh, 11 and a half rebounds, six assists on close to 50, 40, 90 splits. Uh, he's 54% from the field. 88.8% uh, from the free throw line and uh, just a hair over 36% from three. So really every shot he's taking now is objectively a good shot from an NBA standard or NBA perspective. Um, he's still, you know, one of the best defenders in the league. Um, you know, he's playing anywhere between 31 to 37 ish minutes a game. Um, he only, you know, those lower numbers are only when they're blowing teams out. So he's playing a decent amount as well. Um, I think he's definitely the MVP right now. Um, let's see if he gets to the, um, the games threshold, which is a new rule, 65 minimum. He has missed, um, seven, uh, 10 games. He's missed 10 games already out of the first half. So if he misses another 10 in the back half, he's actually not eligible for an MVP, mm. which is a new wrinkle and would cause... I think a bit of an uproar in like, if let's say he plays 64 games or something um, and he, he's not eligible for MVP, like that would be uh, quite a debate. I don't think he will. I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't think, I feel like he doesn't care as much about the MVP now that he's won it. He's all for the championship. So if Which he, he should be. Party, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I feel like he'll come up short. I think you're right though. Cause he hasn't even really been injured. I think he had like a small hamstring strain oh. or something. Uh, to miss four games, but he's really hasn't been injured yet. And even with that, he's missed 10 games. So um, that'll be very interesting. And fr from a betting perspective, like I wouldn't bet on Embiid. I wouldn't recommend anyone bet on Embiid um, just because of the dominant as he's been, he might be disqualified. Like I, I would put it that over 50% likelihood in my head. Um, but he's been incredibly impressive. I think there's a case to be made that he's the best player in the league right now. I still would say Jokic, but but you know it's I think it's a lot closer than even last year or the year before. Um, but Mari, your point is probably the most important one: is he still has not shown it this same level in the playoffs as he has in the in previous regular seasons. So that for me and for I think a lot of people is the kind of the next prove it step. Um, and I think this year is his best chance to do that. He, he looks like he's at peak peak Embiid. Um, but he has to show us and he can't get this, uh, you know, a stupid injury in the first, second round or whatever it is. Um, he's got to stay healthy and, and and show it to us because this team, you know, we'll do a trade deadline uh, episode, obviously before the deadline. Um, but this team has a move to make. They have picks. They have, you know, cap space coming up uh, this offseason. 
Um, you know, they have some some guys, some salaries they can put in. And, uh, you know, there there's rumors out there that they want to make a move. And I think they should make a move um, to to find, you know, another another starter or, uh, you know, a sixth man. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, but I'm very, very impressed. And and we definitely saw some history last night. I think it was the do we say 14th 70 point game in history, NBA history, something like 13th or 14th. Um, so it hasn't happened often. Oh, yeah. Well, then there's Carl Anthony Towns, who yeah. went nuclear from three. Um, and, yeah, that game, it was just, it was pretty funny. It was, almost, it was pretty opposite. <laughs> like, Charlotte played him pretty well, mm. I'd say, for the most part. He just went nuts from three, I think. He was, oh, I think, 17 of 20 at one point shooting the ball, which is ridiculous, but... If he was inside the three-point line, they're like swarming him. They <laughs> doing everything they could, but from three, he's just he had one of those streaks where you go heat check, and he just kept going. And it they had the Hornets announcers on the call, so that's always fun. <laughs> that was so funny. End of the first half. Yeah, so that was great. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, <laughs> so I love that. Oh my. And then, yeah, it, it was just so funny because this this was the game um, after the Thunder collapse where uh, Ant missed all three uh, free, th- free throws um, at the end of the game to lose by three to the, to the Thunder. And so he starts calling out Shea. So coming into this game, it's I think they're heavily favored of the Hornets, I think 12 and a half point favorites or something. And I was fully expecting Ant to go nuts himself and he ends up with nine points <laughs> <laughs> he's just feeding cat the whole time because he just won nuts and they end up losing the game which is also another fun thing because i think going into the fourth he was 17 to 20 he had 22 in the first 22 in the second 14 i think in the third and then only four points in the fourth quarter and it was just the funniest thing ever he started forcing it they were doubling him every single time but he's like fuck it i have i have 58 going into the fourth quarter one of his points and that's why they lost the game so i think that was just so funny like hats off but it was just such a funny funny experience and then his coach on the press game uh, the presser in the post game just lambasting him for not playing well after dropping <laughs> like imagine <laughs> having a career night like not able to miss the ball 60 plus points and your coach is like yeah that was fucking pathetic like we should not have lost that game <laughs> he's, and he's right and he's right <laughs> well apparently so we had like 40 something at halftime and mike conley was out and apparently and I don't think he was with the team for some reason. I don't think he was in the locker room. And apparently the team just diluted into fuck this. Like, or they knew about the Joel Embiid 70. And again, Kat was, I think, like 44 at halftime or something. Yeah. And they basically were like, fuck it. Let's get him. Let's 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 do this. Let's get him above. Let's get him <laughs> more than 70 points tonight. And they just completely stopped playing good basketball. In the first half, it was more natural. Kat was hot, but he wasn't like taking, you know, wasn't taking the same shots. Um but yeah, kind of crazy that he got 44 and a half. He got to, I think, like mid 50s or maybe even 60 pretty quickly. And then, you know, didn't do anything from there. And um, and yeah, he got pulled, he got benched late in a close game, got benched 
uh, late. Imagine being benched with 60 plus late in the game. Um, but yeah, th this, and, and to kind of make it to a broader point to me that the, the Timberwolves are, are still, still, you know, whether it's a vet or two away or a little bit more experience or wisdom or, uh, discipline. I don't know what the words are, but it feels like they're still not quite ready to compete for a championship based on just this game alone. And it does make me question a little bit where Carl Anthony Towns is with this team. I mean, he honestly has had an under very underratedly good season uh, for them and, and playing a role and, um, you know, exceeding, I think a lot of our expectations and um, to spoil our, our, our all-star picks a little bit, he was on my long list. He didn't, didn't make it for me, but <laughs> You know, to even be in that conversation, I think, in the, especially in the West, is um, to me shows that you had a, you've had a great year. So I don't know where he fits in with this team. I don't know if he'll eventually be a trade candidate. I think he's definitely increased his stock in general, um, but it's still not a perfect fit. And I do think that these guys need a couple more adults in the room before they um, can truly compete against the Denver's and I'm putting OKC there and uh, the Clippers and even like the, maybe the Lakers. So um, yeah, well, I don't know. Big in big games, they show up, you know, so I'm still, I still have hope for them. I'm, I'm doing a reverse take from last year. Um, but yeah, so that's very interesting, but definitely pretty eye opening in terms of, where the Timberwolves are at. Cause you see them in first place and you're like, Oh yeah, of course they're a title contender. But to me, I, I, I could easily see a first round exit. I could see a, a second round, you know, not so close series, whatever it looks like. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Anything to add, Mark? No, I got not. But I, I want to talk about the, the kind of other big news that happened yesterday was the, uh, Oh yeah. Good transition. I would have forgot about that. <laughs> it was the Terry Rozier trade, which I I, I love. So so does anyone have it in front of them? The the, the details of the trade. I think it was essentially just it's just Terry Rozier um to the Miami Heat for Kyle Lowry and a first round pick in twenty twenty seven. Do we know what the protections are on that pick, or is there any? I protection? think it's like lottery protected or something like that. It is lottery protected. Converts to an unprotected pick in twenty twenty eight if it doesn't hit well i i i love this for miami i think i think rogier is perfect and that the hole for them was kind of that lowry spot i think you know as valuable as lowry is to that team and kind of any team that that might compete for winning uh rogier is certainly an upgrade and he is definitely wasting his talents out in charlotte for the past couple of years it'll be fun to see him again on a competing team i think the last time we saw kind of true scary terry was free his big contract with Charlotte with uh with Boston. Um and I think there's also implications of of Lowry going to the Hornets here and and kind of what move could be made for a contending team to get someone like Kyle Lowry. Um I like it. I, I like it a lot. I mean the Hornets let go of a big contract as well as get a first round pick in return. And the Heat solidify themselves kind of in a playoff race. I know that they always slide under the radar here, but I'm I'm pretty stoked to see them um continuing to 
build their roster into something that could compete for not just this year, but for years forward. Yeah, I mean, I love this trade for Miami. I think <laughs> they didn't get Dame, but here's Dame stats this year. Ooh. Uh, 5.3. Aren't you a Dame Terry Rozier cock? I'm just saying the stats are pretty similar, and you gave up nothing. Okay, You Dame would be dropping 40 a game on the Hornets, though. He would just be taking every single shot. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Just Okay, read the stats out. Read the stats out for us. It's the Terry's at 23.2 points a game, 3.9 rebounds a game, and 6.6 .6 assists with 1.1 steals. Say those the guard stats that are important. To Dame's 25.3, so two points off, 4.3 rebounds, so just like 0.4 off, and 6.9 assists, so 0.3 off, and same amount of steals. So it's not crazy. It's not crazy. <laughs> it's not Not apples to apples. the same player, Or a few. obviously. I'm not saying they're the same player. And but I I like scary you give Terry. a you give a protected first in 2027, Yeah. and Kyle Lowry, you don't Yeah. lose anything, and you get a really good starting point guard, I'd say. And I'm so he brings the dog mentality. He fits the Miami Heat culture. Like he checks all the boxes. I think that's. Just such a perfect trade for them. And if they can even do like one more, like I think this is a potential Bruce Brown landing spot, something like that. Holy shit, watch out. Like they're they are a fun, fun team. I I'd say they're more talented this year than they were last year. And all they did was draft Jaime Hawkes and <laughs> now this trade. Like it's it's unbelievable. And this is a team in the NBA Finals. So hell yeah, go heat. Go eat. I can't believe they got Howie Hawkes, and he's like the third, the third best player in this draft now. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think it was a good trade. I think Mario, you're overrating Kyle Lowry at this stage of his career. He was pretty washed with the Heat this year. Um, you know, yeah, I do think it was a, a very good upgrade for them. Uh, it wasn't the price was not that bad. I mean, to get off Kyle Lowry is kind of contract the rest of the year probably would have cost you a couple seconds anyway um you know he's 30 something million so it made the made the numbers work but he you know he was averaging like eight points a game for them was was definitely not the same player um and the heat offensively this year they're i think they're last i checked 26th in points per game right now um you know middle middle of the pack you know bottom third of the league in terms of offensive rating and true shooting and all those stats. So I think um, with those electric numbers, Matt, that you brought up, um, we'll add a, a big punch to the, uh, to the, to the offense. And you're right. It does seem like a perfect player for their, for their system and their, um, their mentality. So uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, he's definitely not going to be averaging 23 points a game with Miami, but um, he can still be a, a really good solid starting guard for them. And uh Yeah, the 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 cost was really not that bad. I mean, one one first round pick. I think it's interesting that that's that's sort of setting the market. I think for these middle tier, you know, maybe fifth starters or you know, the, for a good team type of player. I think it, we're now sort of set the market for that, which honestly is is bad for if you're a Raptors fan, in my opinion, because. Um, if you're getting Terry Rozier for a protected first, I don't know it turns into an unprotected pick, which is valuable, but 
um, basically a lottery protected first. What does that do for guys like Bruce Brown, or if you're looking to move Gary Trent or Chris Boucher or some of these, you know, secondary pieces, like, are you getting a first for that? I don't think they're on the same level as, as scary Terry. So maybe outside of Bruce Brown, if you get a desperate kind of contender, who's looking for that last piece, but um, I think we're looking into the seconds territory for all the other guys I named at the very least. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of other players and a lot of other teams like the Gordon Haywards of the world or, you know, whoever, but um, I, uh, I, I think that it's a, it's an interesting market setter. Um, and I think we'll see like, again, with certain like big star trades, a lot of times it's very like specific to the situation or the team that's acquiring or whatever. But when, I think when it comes to these like lower end players, there is more of a, a market setting price kind of thing. And you either pay it or you don't, um, or you let them, let them go or you keep them at that price. But um, so I thought that was the most interesting part of this was the, 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 the cost of, of acquiring, um, acquiring him here. But yeah, you look, I don't want to see Miami in the playoffs. I don't want to see him. I don't care who's <laughs> who, who they're playing. Um, I think I was listening to a podcast and Joe House of the Bill Simmons podcast got got them at 13 to one to win the conference, which is just crazy. <laughs> I think Boston's like plus 200 or something and the heater 13 to one. Um, so I don't know if that's moved uh, since then, but um, quite funny. So, yeah, they're not to be messed with. They know what they're doing out there. <laughs> OK, <laughs> time to move on to our all star selections. Uh, fellas, the All-Star starters are going to be announced tomorrow, Thursday, uh, January 25th. I think we'll have the pod out before then, but um, figured it'd be a good time to just make our All-Star picks um, and see eventually where they, you know, relate to um, to them in, when, when they come out. So um, do we want to start in the East <laughs> or the West? I don't know where I was going with that. Do you want to start in the East or the West? Let's start in the West. Okay, this one was a lot harder for me. The what the first the only thing that I can say about what I took away from this is how much better the West is than the East again. I think for a bit there was like we got to a point where it's like okay we kind of have parity in terms of talent in each conference, um, but I think that the talent has shifted back to the West based on how many players that I weren't on my ballot that probably should have been. Um, I think you can reasonably make cases for seventeen players. And it's a 12-man 12, 12 roster. Hard to argue with you there. So yeah. let, let's... How are we going to do this? Like, So we each go with starters first? And... Let's go with our starters, yeah. And then, Matt, go with, give us your, your starting... Um, so I guess we'll let's break down the format. So it's two, they're doing it a little bit differently now. It's just guards and forwards. So two guards, three forwards... Um, then you do the same thing for the bench. Two guard, you have to have two guards, three forwards for the bench, and then there's two wild card spots, and that makes up your 12 man roster. But Matt, why don't you start with your West starters and Mari, myself? Let's see. If, we'll see if you know where we where we stack up. So West starters. So the thing with this, I think that will only happen for these West starters is. Doesn't the don't the fans get the vote for who starts the game, or is it just to make it's fifty percent fifty percent of the voting? Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say start Curry because I think that's gonna be right, but I don't agree with it. But okay, I'll change that. All right, so starters. Do it for who you who you think will deserves it. 
SGA. As we've mentioned <laughs> two podcasts ago, went crazy on him. Um, so guards, Luca and SGA is the starters. Um, for forwards, Jokic, LeBron, and Kevin Durant. Wow. Okay. The one for debate. Yeah, I, I agree that that's the that's kind of the flex spot for us. I think the the rest of the four feel like locks. Justin's giving a little smile here. I have a feeling he doesn't have LeBron in his starting five. I don't have LeBron. I don't think he's he wasn't even in consideration for me here. I I think I I, I thought more realistically than I did with my yeah, with my it's more that head, but I, he's I think a leading vote getter. I think at this point, right? Yeah, and it's LeBron James. You know, like if he's not going to be an All Star starter, what is he? Um. I think the other the, the the three are locked for certain. It's Lucas Shea and Jokic will be starting, um, and then the the two other front court spots are kind of a toss up. I did kind of go with my I I wanted Ant here, but I, I you can't have those three guards. But and I don't think Ant plays the forward at all. I ended up going with Kawhi Leonard instead of Kevin Durant just because I think he's had a better season generally, um, but more likely than not it will be KD in that third spot. Yeah, I so I had a little mix of I guess your guys's picks. I had, um, I had the three guys you mentioned, Shea, Luca, uh, Jokic, but I had I had Kawhi and I had Kevin Durant as my last two. Um, but my my next pick would not have even been LeBron there. It would have been a different a different Laker, um, and that was my tough my tough pick between picking two of Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis has been amazing this year and is the better candidate than LeBron. Statistically, advanced stats, um, he's a complete beast on the defensive end. Um, I think he's been their MVP this year. Um, I hear what you're saying with like the factoring in the actual votes, but I didn't even actually look at the votes when I made my picks. Um, this is more of who I think like deserves to be there versus maybe who will end up there. Um, but I do think that the league usually gets it right. They even when taking in the the fan vote, um, they they tend to, to get things correct. So um, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, those are my those are my five. Um, so we all have a little bit of different different starting rosters. But yeah. no one uh, we have we have the same what seven, six. Yeah, I mean, I had I had LeBron and Anthony Davis there as well as my. Or sorry, who? Yeah, who are so name name yours again? So Lucas Shea and uh, Jokic, all three. Yeah. yeah, and then the rest of them were KD, LeBron, AD, and Kawhi. Yeah, I had all those guys. Yeah, those are pretty clear. So we're close. Do we want to do the East starters or go into the West? The rest of the Western lineup. Let's do let's do all the all the West first. Okay, let, let, why don't you go through your thinking since you had seventeen people in mind? Yeah, so let me let me let me give you the the long list here. Um, in no particular order. Um, well, maybe some particular order. Uh, you got cut it off. Sorry, you can't do the list seventeen names. Say where you cut it off. Okay, I'm I'm you know let, I'm gonna give you my picks. I'm gonna give you my 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 backcourt reserves. Um, I think 
this one was these guys were were pretty easy add-ins for me. Uh Darren Fox yeah. uh, and Steph Curry are sort of my first two um backcourt picks. Darren Fox, I mean, has been again fantastic this year. Uh, I think he's averaging over 28 points a game. He's one of the the top, you know, perform top vote getters or top top point getters. He's at 27 and a half, four rebounds, five and a half assists on almost 40% uh shooting from three. Um, I think he's he's been as good uh this year as last year, maybe even better. Mario, I'll, I'll leave that to you to decide. Better. Um, but he's been great. And then Steph Curry, he's been, you know, not as good as he has been in years past. You can see some of the defensive slippage starting. Um, but it makes sense. He's he's getting older, you know. We can't ex- you know expect great, you know, this greatness forever. He's still averaging over 26 points a game um 39 percent three-point shooting so when it compares to you know regular players or just humans um he's still an elite player um so i have those two guys as my my first two backcourt guys do you guys want to give me your backcourts yeah that was those are my two backcourt guys as well fox and curry i'd curry and ant curry and ant so i guess i'll spoil i guess another Another thing here is uh, Ant and Devin Booker are my two wild card mm-hmm. picks. I think Ant is a must-have uh, on this All-Star roster, um, and I think Devin Booker, while he hasn't necessarily played as many games as, and I think that's his main the main case against him is the games played when he's out there, and you just like eye test and his stats back it up. He's been absolutely phenomenal this year. Um, and I think it would be uh, criminal not to have him on the on the um, the All Star team. So those were my two um, wild cards, and they just both happen to be um, guards. I have a uh, my wild cards are Ant and Chet Holmgren. I had oh, to the All Star. Come on, wow! Chet Holmgren for- wasn't even on my long list, dude. He really? wasn't even on my seventeen. I I I just I I I think the impact that he's had in this other team is great. I mean, they're a winning team. Um, it it feels criminal not to have another Thunder in the All Star game, and maybe this was a little bit of a pick with my heart pick, but I ended up going with big old Chet. Interesting. So what? So okay, we're gonna name. No, I'm sure. I've, look, look, look. It's flawed. But I went guards, forwards, and flex, and I'm like, who am I missing from those guards and forwards that I want to see? And my flex, and I'm I, excited I, to see who you don't have. So wait, so who are your so your guards are Curry and um sorry Curry and Fox and who Chet and who and so you don't have Devin Booker. <laughs> I, I hate the Suns, dude, I, and I hate Devin. Booker. I don't. I don't have Booker either. Wow, that crazy. Like he started out red hot and then got hurt, and then I don't know if he's been that great. Which is also why I put Duran in my starters because I think he's been the driving force. Yeah, like um, I, I think the one I'm missing here, like of, of the people I snubbed for the Chet spots, probably Kyrie and PG. Those are the two that um. Probably, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about good just... players in the West. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul George probably deserves that spot more yeah. than anyone. But I, I went with Chet. I have Fox and PG. In my wild card spots, so is PG a guard considered a? Can you have him as a guard? I don't know actually. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, it's a it's a flex oh as spot. your oh as your so sorry Matt. Who are your two primary guard spots? Steph um, and yeah, and then who? Anson who Steph no yeah Curry and Steph. And, all right, let's bring it back. We're topping wait. <laughs> okay, Curry and Ant are my guard spots. Wild card Fox and PG. I like okay. it. And then let's go to forwards. Okay, so. I have AD forward spot. You made all good points. Yeah, uh, he's, he's grabbing force there. I just think it's realistic that LeBron's going to be starting. I have Kawhi for obvious reasons. Both mentioned him. Um, he's probably the driving reason of the Clippers' success, as well as Paul George, which is why I had Paul George there as mm. their top four now in the West, and are probably going to keep rising um, by the time All Star Game rolls, rolls around. And I have Laurie Markkinen as my last spot. Um, he's just played unbelievably well, and I think he's he's deserving of of the last roster spot for me. And I think it was it was really hard not to have anyone on the Pelicans there, um, just because I mean, what are they now? They're the five seed, hmm. and to not have anyone. But who would it be? So much Ingram's way too inconsistent with his scoring. There's so many times where I put him for like 15 plus points. It's like a little thing at the end, little sprinkle on, and he doesn't get it, which mm. is just crazy to me because I thought he was a scorer, but you know, <laughs> the design's just way, way too inconsistent. It's also been hurt. It seems like he misses every second game. He's on my fantasy team and it's just, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough out here. So I'd say, yeah, that was, that was probably... Toughest calls, but yeah, that's my that's my team. Yeah, I'm up. with you. I have the I have the same guys on, on my forwards because I started Kawhi. Um, I had KD, AD, and Lowry Markkinen. So me and you, pretty much same team minus order, except for Chet and PG kind of switched around. Yeah, I had LeBron, AD, and Paul George as my forwards. Oh, let me just make sure that's right. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I think Paul George has been awesome this year. Um, he's been healthy. He he's been great for this team. The team itself has turned it around. So I think they're deserving of um of that second All Star. Uh, not that that plays a consideration for me uh, very much in terms of teams, but um, but yeah, but it was this one was very difficult because. Some guys, let's just mention some guys that didn't make it uh, on my list. At least I, you'll have to, you'll have to excuse me if, if you guys have some, but um, Rudy Gobert on none of our teams mm-hmm. um, has been back to, I think he's going to win defensive player of the year this year. Yeah, this is Pete um, Gobert. Leading a, you know, the, the Timberwolves are number one in defense. Um, mostly thanks to Rudy. Um, he's been, much much better this year um obviously it shows in the team record um so that was a tough cut he was you know somewhere in my you know 13th 14th ish range same with Laurie Markinen who who didn't make it for me um that's 14 players um and now we are uh, now we get to Sabonis yeah Sabonis who's been who's been great he's averaging 20 13 and 8 on you know, over 60% shooting from the field, over 40% from three, you know, almost averaging a triple double. He's not even in the top 14 for me. 
Um, so he's been really good. Uh, that's that's uh, 15. Um, I think there's a real case for Shangoon as well. Um, he's been fantastic this year uh, for that Rockets team. Has taken another leap, and I think he's entered the converse the All Star conversation. Um, I had him kind of tentatively as my 16th guy. And then the last guy I wanted to mention in terms of considerations I had, Jamal Murray. Um, I don't necessarily think he's had the same season as all the guys we've mentioned, and that's why I have him kind of at the bottom of this list. But man, the fact that he's never been an all-star still, and again, he got hurt at the beginning of this year. I feel like he always gets hurt the front half of the year, and he's just never getting that that whether it's the stats or you know coming back from injury or just whatever it is he's uh he he just can never get over that hump but he's you know he's been playing a lot better um he's still like that guy for sure he's not playing that badly per se his stats are still you know respectable but um i think at some point he's got to get on an all-star roster he's you know he's still averaging 21 six and a half and uh, four rebounds on over 40% shooting. Um, so he's not going to make it this year. I don't think he will, but if someone voted for him or worth a shout out, he deserves it. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't um, disagree with that. So those are my 17 guys. And I didn't even mention guys like Chet didn't mm -hmm. mention Zion. Um, Desmond Bain has been putting up stats. Uh, Ingram, Jalen Williams has been incredible um, for OKC. Um, so, yeah, it's very deep and tough out here in the West. I actually found that the East was a tougher draw for me. I thought the the snubs were were harder to kind of decide on in the East. So I'm excited to get to that just because even in the starters, I, I I couldn't decide who I wanted to start in the East. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the town is loaded in this league. It's crazy. Um, we have no weak all-stars, you know. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. Well, do we have? Let's go to the East then. Do we? Do we all have the same front court starters? I think that one was pretty. Yeah, straightforward. That's, pretty, that's pretty easy. I feel like I'll have something different, but you guys go ahead. Mari, Tatum and Bidianis. Yeah. yeah. Or guards, sorry. Oh, the guards. Yeah, the guards. Yeah. So the guards are where I, I really struggled with. I think the only lock for me to guard was Halliburton, so I have him yeah. there. And that's then I, I really didn't know who to start beside him. I ended up landing on Damian Lillard just because. Wow. I don't know. I feel like the the fan vote will be there for him. I'll be. Um, I I'm not certain he's the second best guard in the conference, but. You mean Terry Rozier. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Terry 2.0 is what they call him. Actually. Terry's a lock for sure. Um, I I where did you guys land on this? Matt, I had, I had Brunson. I also um, had Brunson. Yeah. Dude, he's just so fucking good, man. It's yeah. unbelievable. He he is the driving force that is uh, behind the Knicks. Um, they've been trying to go get a star this this whole time, uh, last few years especially. Trying leaked in all these trade rumors, um, free agency, and they get Jalen Brunson, just kind of on the low. Like obviously they send him to a lot of money, but it wasn't the blockbuster deal that they're I think that everyone was expecting and he is a fucking star. Yeah. Like I just love watching him play. He's just so perky jerky. He can get to wherever he wants. He can score whenever you need need him to score. He's just an amazing player. I I 
and I think he deserves the starting nod. Um, yeah, if I was to pick the second best guard in the East, I'd have probably gone with Jalen Brunson. Um, but in the same way that I pick LeBron to start in the West, I think Dame will probably start in the East for me. Interesting. What about the guard spot, Matt? Who do you have for the for the two off the bench? Oh, so Justin, do you have anything to add on that? Or? Well, I mean, he's just, I mean, Brunson's that guy. That's all I'll say is he's averaging 26.5 points a game, 6.5 assists. He's clearly the leader of this team, shooting over 42% from three, which is at his size and the some of the threes he has to take um, is incredibly impressive. You know, his counting stats are up there and above a lot of these guys we're talking about. His um his advanced stats are the same. Eye tests is proves it. Um he's leading a pretty good Knicks team uh this year. So I think uh I think it makes sense. I think this is peak Brunson, and uh I think we should all enjoy and appreciate him for for who he is. All six two of them. <laughs> Barely. Um so rest of the guards I had uh Mitchell and Maxi. Mm-hmm. I had the same. Yeah, Mitchell Let's and Maxi for me. Let's go. Wait, so you didn't have Brunson in your guard? Is he well, I, I, I put him in a, a flex, but I, I knew he'd be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's move to flexes. Do you want to talk about the guards at all? Oh, right, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> Mitchell is the <laughs> single reason that the Cavs aren't awful. Uh, as soon as Garland and Mobley went out, I I think I'd mentioned uh like I, I had the under for the Cavs over the the season, and I think that I thought at the time that it was pretty much a lock at that point, um especially with those injuries. But Mitchell has stepped up wholeheartedly. I think they're the four seed now, which is crazy. They've actually been better without Mobley and Garland, which is wild. Uh, they've had a lot of um, people stepping up on their supporting cast, so hats off to them. But he is their driving force, and he absolutely deserves. I, I think the last guard spot it was like a flip of the coin for him and Brunson. Um, so I think he's even deserving of a spark, starting spot. Um, mm-hmm. If it came down to that, like I don't, I'm fine either way. And Tyrese Maxey, uh, most improved player this year. Um, uh, I feel like you guys will both have him as well. So yeah, kind of an yeah, easy well, choice. Right behind Scotty, of course. Yikes! Or Kobe White? Question mark. I don't know. Actually, true. I I can't wait for the uh, is is Jimmy Butler better than Scotty Barnes conversation we're about to have in around thirty seconds. You think? I don't think Jimmy's gonna be here. I don't. I, don't... I just I, I I'm excited for it just because of the the. Almost, yeah, mirror conversation we had exactly last year about Pascal Siakam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any more? My my four uh, on the guards. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we have the same kind of group of guys. We're we're not we're not too. I mean, Maxi's cooled down a bit since an insanely hot start, but he's still you know that guy. Um. He's not averaging that 30 and 10 that he was near the start of the year, but he's still putting up all-star numbers and he should be here. Uh, in the forward spots, I I had some fun with just because uh, it's kind of an interesting group on the, the East forwards here. I, I 
I know I'll probably get shit for this stuff. I couldn't decide between Butler and Barnes. I ended up deciding with Butler just to make Justin mad. Um, That's crazy. I mean, the, the Raptors suck, dude. Not his fault. Uh, but it, it it could go either way for me there. I had I think Porzingis should be here. I think he's been the second most important player for the Celtics, so I'm gonna put Porzingis on. And uh, Adebayo. Wow, yeah, you wrist taps. I think you're one for three there. <laughs> I think yeah, he's been the that's... most. I, I truly, I, I think Porzingis has been the second most important player for the Celtics, the best team in the league. Why would you not have? Uh, like I think, I think Derek White's the second most important Celtic. No, I, I, I think I agree that I don't think he'll be an All Star. I think he clears both White and Brown pretty easily as far as what he's brought and what how he's changed how the Celtics have played as well, both defensively and offensively. He he offers a lot for that team. I think he's had a great season. Stayed healthy. Go Staps, the unicorn. He's back, baby. An All Star. Interesting. He's averaging under 20 points a game, and you're going to put him over some of the players we're about to name. Scotty Barnes. All right, Justin, we go. If he was Scotty or Barnes, then maybe, but he's just Scotty. Um, I think, I think, I think you'll find that that's a bad, a bad choice uh, <laughs> to put. Um, put him over. Uh, okay, my three. So just a small recap. My my two guards were Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey. My three front court players I ended up with were Scotty Barnes, uh, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. So I got both of them on the team. Um, the Jimmy thing, oh, like he, I even had Jimmy on like a long list. Matt looking so shocked here. Jimmy is still Jimmy. Uh, he's still twenty one points a game, five rebounds, four and a half assists. Um, I think he's putting up good enough numbers where I think he just deserves to be on this team uh, over some of, we'll talk about our kind of cuts that we have um, after, but I still think when you're looking at the best players in the East um, for me, he's still on there. And uh, you know, so yeah. So those are my three front court players. We'll, we'll, we'll compare Who's that guy here. Julius Randall. No. Who is it? Who are your Paulo. Paolo, okay, yeah. Interesting. So who are your three? I had, um, this is also just with being realistic. So I had Bam, Paolo, and uh, Jalen Brown. Oh, Jalen Brown. No, Scotty's been way too inconsistent lately. He started out red hot. Wow, Jalen Brown. Yeah, I'd say Jalen Brown. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with my Porzingis pick. Now, Paolo pick doesn't make sense to me. Why? <laughs> Why? He's, I mean, his first of all, his counting stats are not any better than Jimmy, a guy like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler's one, played twenty eight games of like fucking forty two. I think Paolo's played every single one. He's yeah, but they're in their eight spot. He he still doesn't. His shot is still. It still needs a little bit of work. Um, he's he's obviously, yeah, he's he's shooting. You know, forty five percent. He's under fifty percent from the field. He's forty five percent from the field. Um, Thirty five percent from three. You know, his effective field goal percentage is under fifty percent. Uh, so compared to some of these other guys, he's not as efficient. 
Um, he's obviously the lead guy for the Magic. The Magic as a team have also tailed off a little bit. I get that he's played more games. I, I don't generally consider that as much when it comes to All-Star versus like All-NBA and stuff like that. Um, he was definitely on my list. I just didn't, it wasn't like a that difficult of a of a decision for me personally. Um but, I, I think uh, the I think the Jalen Brown inclusion is more shocking. Like I'd put Paolo over Brown easily, but I, I I'm I'm surprised that Jalen was so high on your list over Scotty. And I just think Celtics are the number one team in the league. They're gonna have two people, and I don't think it's Chris Tapps. Yeah, that that's it's a take. It's a, I, I disagree. I just think I, I think I don't, is I don't love Jalen Brown as much as the next guy. Yeah, I just think for logic's sake, I think it's. Quite likely. Yeah, that, that that's how I landed on Porzingis. We just different landing, you know. I just don't think Jimmy's gonna make it. So you're out on Jimmy and Scotty. Yeah. You don't have him in your flex spots. So I now that we're here, like, what the the flex spot for me? Some of my flex spot, I already said Brunson, just because I I just went down to guards and the guards I wanted, Brunson's gonna be on there. My mm-hmm. last one, I couldn't decide between two. So I'm curious, um, who you guys had here? I couldn't decide between Demar and Trey Young. And I landed on, I think, Damar for my last spot. Um, Damar, I'm a big Damar guy. Okay, oh. I, 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 I'm never, I'm never gonna sleep on Damar. Hey, the Bulls are decent. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if it's because of Damar. Uh, we love Damar here. Dude, I think. <laughs> I just don't think this is an All Star season for Damar. I think I would have Paolo, but above him, I'd have Trey. I'd have Jalen Brown. I'd have Julius Randle above. Above Demar, yeah, Randall was also a, a close one there, but I, I, I think it's going to end up being Trey, to be honest. But go Demar, I want to see him there. He's going to close that game, you know. Yeah, I look, I, I love Demar. I'd be happy for him. I don't think it's, I don't think it's his year. Um, I am actually not fully decided on my last guy yet. I wanted to talk things out. I had Damian Lillard as my. Is my first uh, first wild card. We all have him in our on our teams, but I do think there's a lot of players you can consider here. Um, a lot of them we've mentioned. Um, Julius Randle's up over 24 points a game. You know, looks like the best version of himself. Jalen Brown, you know, still that guy, 23 points a game. Trey Young, 27 points a game, almost second in the league in assists at almost 11 a game. Um, I think that might be where just with the respect he commands with the fans, also with the, the coaches in the league in general, I think it, it might end up there and I might choose him as my second wildcard spot, but damn, I don't want to, like, I think <laughs> he's maybe the worst defender in the league and doesn't really drive winning the way that some other players do. Um, so I don't want to put him there, but for me, that's a, that he's my leading candidate right now. I'm going to put the gun to your head, Justin. What? I'm gonna put the gun to your head, and you have to pick the second, the second flex spot in the next five seconds. Three, five seconds. Two, one. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. You don't want to talk things out anymore. It sounds like you want to trade. Also, so, Derek your... White, Derek White, the life I brought him up. So um, all, all three of us are like, oh, we need a second Celtic on here, and we Pascal. all landed on three different Celtics. Well, no, I have one Celtic right now. I don't have a second Celtic yet. I don't I know. Think you're saying is going to be an All Star just because yeah. of his stats. Sure, he could be the second. Who? I think I'd agree yeah. with that, Derek White. Um, it's just he doesn't have the stats for it. Like in the Bucks game, he had two points. Like much to me and Matt chagrin. Yeah, like you can't be an All Star with getting two points and. Like 
<laughs> against the second team, the team below you in the standings. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, that. I just watch him play, and I love watching him play, and I love the defense he plays and how smart he is, and he oh, can. Really? Yeah, <laughs> but I agree his his counting stats aren't there. I think I'm going to choose Trey as much as I hate it. I think he's good in an all-star game format, I guess. Um, and he does have the counting stats there, which means that I don't have Jalen Brown. I don't have Julius Randle. Um, Chris Asper, I guess. Okay. He wasn't, he wasn't really in consideration for me. Paul Carroll, um, DeMar Rosen. You know, also Pascal has, you know, he's just been traded. He had a, he's had a pretty decent season. Um, I think they're 0 four now with Pascal, right? Kind of makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Halliburton's also been out. They've only had Tyrese one of those. Yeah, games. yeah, yeah. So Matt, who's your who's your flex? Uh, Trey and uh, Dame. Dame. Yeah. So our teams are pretty similar, Matt. I think our only difference is you had Jalen Brown over Scotty. I think right. And Paolo. You, oh, sorry, you didn't have right. You didn't have yeah. no Scotty, no Jimmy. Like any news outlets. Um, projections and jimmy's not even mentioned as an honorable mention so i think that backs up what i have to <laughs> yeah maybe maybe i'm thinking just with my with my dick here just because i because like, I, I, you're in love with jimmy I want, butler I want him, like i want him there totally but it yeah. just hasn't played this year aliens invading earth who do you mm-hmm. want taking the last shot andre godala and me then jimmy butler Jimmy Butler's <laughs> yeah. yeah it's Iggy one iggy out of retirement and then yeah i think you guys leaving scotty barnes off is a bit of a crime i'll be honest he's been fantastic yeah no i i i I agree the counting stats are there there's gonna Um, be snubs right and and i i I did struggle mightily with this east conference just because i I didn't know where to put people um i thought i'd come with some hot takes for the pod putting chet holmgren in putting demar Derozan in um i i'm I'm surprised you're None of us even considered Porzingis, except for me. I'm surprised you guys weren't no, on. I'd it. say he's a snub, but I wouldn't say. I, th- I don't. I don't think he'd be a realistic shot. I don't mm. think. I think Boston just has too many guys. Like you, they have they have four All Star type players. Um, I arguably with Drew Holiday. Yeah, Drew Holiday's. I, I would put him in the fifth spot, I guess. But yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it's just tough. It's just tough to a you know to figure out within the team who's the most deserving i think everyone a lot of people would have different answers there and then b putting them over you know guys like scotty barnes <laughs> well scotty barnes for sure but like even guys like trey young it can be like Derek white's averaging 16 points a game trey young's averaging 27 yeah um yeah. and i would prefer to put Derek white on my on my team personally but uh it, it, there comes a point where it just doesn't make sense so um yeah, yeah I fair. think it, I think the East is difficult. I just don't think it's as talented. Like I think the players we're cutting are much less talented than um, than the West cuts. Uh, so, but yeah, but so we'll see. I you know I think I think Mari, your your team's gonna be the the the, the most incorrect out of all of them. When when Chris um, Porzingis makes the All Star game, I, I will. You guys will be eating crow. I'm so excited for Scotty to get announced, and then you guys are like, oh, haha. no, I. I I, I would bet that Scotty makes an all-star game. I would bet that. Well, clearly not because he wasn't on your list. You I cut. want it to come hot, boys. But this is this is it's all it's all showbiz, baby. All right. Matt, what are you gonna do if Jimmy Butler gets announced as an all-star um reserve? Kill yourself you for us. What if what if he's not? <laughs> well, I'm asking the first question. Uh I don't know. What should I do? Shave your yeah. head. 
There you go. And if, Perfect. if he's not, Justin chases. There you go. Well, definitely the first part of that is true. You and heard it here, that, folks. With yeah, that, you if, heard it first live on air. Live and on air. Um, okay, well, with that, um, we're going to wrap up. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Give us a follow on Spotify, on Instagram, on YouTube, 3 Ds. Um, we would love your support. And uh, we appreciate all the love. Fellas, thanks for another great week. And uh, we'll see what's on tap for, for next week. Because, like I said, this, this league never sleeps. Uh, thanks, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.